Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to be reviewing this video by William Lane Craig on open theism. He's not a fan of it. Uh, the spoiler alert, spoiler, I'm sorry to spoil the movie for you. He's not a fan of open theism. But I had the good fortune of meeting William Lane Craig just recently. He, he attended as a participant uh, the Society of Biblical Literature. And I met him in sessions that I went to. So one of them that he went to was John Day's The Serpent in the Garden. And John Day's a scholar of ancient Near East literature and talking about the Genesis account of the serpent. And he was arguing that these newfound notions that the serpent is a good guy are not accurate depictions of what's going on in that text. And William Lane Craig, it's funny, both the sessions that he attended, the same sessions as mine, were these ancient Near East concepts. The, the second one was writer of the clouds in Ugaritic and in the Hebrew Bible, cognitive aspects in myth transmission. And so William Lane Craig, all his questions during the question and answer period were all along the lines of maybe these writers didn't actually believe the things that they're writing. Maybe they're just uh, metaphorical or maybe they're just uh, very imaginative. And uh, so it seems that he's dealing with his own bit of cognitive dissonance. His beliefs contrast to the language of the Bible, and he's looking to argue his position, his philosophical position, over and above the biblical text against these ancient Near East scholars. So I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, he's a nice guy. He took a picture with me, a little selfie. I got a selfie with him. Um, he's he's a lot older than these videos make him look, and he's he's got like some sort of like arthritis, so he has has trouble shaking hands. So he's getting old. We might not have him for much longer. He's a good guy. Uh, I like his books. He's, he's, he's a good scholar, but he's a very philosophically based scholar. So let's listen to his arguments about open theism. William Lane Craig. There's a theology today that is making inroads into the Christian church called the openness of God. It claims that God cannot and does not foreknow the free acts of human beings and therefore can only guess at the future. He said to be a God. Is that is that quite accurate? It's only a guess? God only guesses at the future? Blinken, what are you doing up there? Guessing? I guess no one's coming? It seems to be a mischaracterization. God who takes risks, who gambles, and who sometimes loses. But the passion predictions, such as the ones we've looked at today, show that openness of God theology is wrong. Jesus knew, and knew in sufficient detail, that it couldn't have been guessed exactly what was going to happen to him during that week in Jerusalem. Uh, but, but, okay, so his, his contention is that the future set and nothing could happen other than what was foreknown. But we have two instances in the Bible of Jesus actually talking about if things are predestined or not, if things must happen. 
First of all, there's the instance of Jesus in the garden where Jesus is praying to God and he says, uh, not my will, but yours be done. This is after saying, if there's a way, let this cup pass from me. Jesus did not want to go through the crucifixion. He didn't want to have to endure these things that he knew was coming. And so he wasn't a fatalist. He didn't think, oh, there's, there's no other possibilities. There's only one way to do this and no other way to do this. Instead, Jesus is an open theist. He thinks that God can change his mind and that God will change his mind based on his petition. That's why he even goes so far as to preface his request with, not my will, but yours be done. He's saying that, God, please don't go so far out of your way to accommodate my request that it invalidates the thing you want to ask. Because in Jesus's mind, this is a possibility. God could change to such effect that uh, even Jesus doesn't die the crucifixion. Uh, that he God will go out of his way to accommodate Jesus in spite of God's plans. God prioritizes that interaction over his his long term goals. So this is not this is not fatalistic. This is not Jesus knowing with propositional knowledge all the truth events of the future, anything like that. This is Jesus thinking the future is open. The future can change. God has multiple ways of achieving strategies. In fact, God will listen and change in the moment based on the petitions of people. People who are requesting God do different things than what God has planned. Uh, Compiled on top of this is Jesus' interaction in, in the garden when he's being arrested. He says, do not think that I can't call down 10 legions of angels to rescue me from this situation. He could do that if he wants. But he decides not to in order to fulfill God's will, right? Jesus had options. Jesus didn't have to go through with the crucifixion. And this is William Lane Craig's argument that this crucifixion must happen, must be fated to happen. They can't can't deviate any way. He, did he prove that? I don't know. We don't have the intro to this uh, video at all showing his actual arguments. But I assume it is. I assume it is. In the Elseth book, Roy Elseth wrote the book, Did God Know? He postulates that Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. He, Jesus could have been a willing sacrifice, just like the bulls are sacrificed in the temple. Jesus could have willingly been a sacrifice without the Romans. You didn't need the Romans for that. He could have been willingly been the sacrifice for all of humankind in a different manner. And, and that's, that's key. God has options. God can innovate. Whenever we read about how God fulfills prophecy, John the Baptist says, God could call new children of Abraham from these stones. He doesn't have to fulfill his promise through the current children of Abraham, right? God could do things. God's innovative. God can, has multiple ways to achieve his objectives. All open theism. Jesus is an open theist. John the Baptist is open theist. All the writers of the Bible are open theists. So I don't know what his actual argument was prior to this, but... It sure reads like open theism to me. Openness of God theology therefore inevitably depreciates the person of Christ. In the story of the... Does Jesus depreciate? Does Jesus depreciate the person of Christ? Because that's who argues that the future is open, is Jesus. Triumphal entry. We see disclosed Jesus' sense of lordship as he directs events toward therefore seen ends. I think that's all we got there, but 
Yeah, definitely. Jesus was an open theist. Just because God has plans and God is capable and God wants things to occur in certain uh, circumstances, number one, it doesn't mean he micromanages everything. It doesn't mean that he micromanaged uh, every little move of the hand or, or that he foreknows all little movements of the hand or every single person that's going to be there at the crucifixion. That's, that's not what it means generally. God just directs overall ex- events. And that, that's the point in Acts when it says that these evil people did according to God's plan. God had an overriding purpose for the things that happened. The things that happened were not senseless. God made use of it. God can do that. God is innovative and creative. I don't see anything that's presented in this video that proves otherwise. Other than almost like a character attack, almost like a argument from consequence or argument from... Uh, emotion or or even uh argument of the fallacy the the moralistic fallacy the moralistic fallacy where if this was true then jesus would be diminished christ would be diminished that's presupposing your idea of jesus on the scripture rather than getting it from the scripture because the jesus i read about interacts with the god the jesus i read about thinks that god can change his plans and god will change his plans based on the petition of people People could change God's mind. That's Jesus' position, not mine.